on my moon. Elba's ain't dead, you ain't going crazy. It's all in your head. Let me tell you, it's all interpretation. Oh my. To find the truth, you gotta read between the lines. Dang it, Bobby. Work out your own salvation. You are the best of white people. It's hard to find him. It's more than a place to stay in my mind. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Jerry, just remember. It's not a lie. If you believe it. You should never be allowed to talk to people. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. God bless America. Well, Mark, ah, the time has come for all good men to decide. Are we men or mice? What are we? <laughs> Where's you know, the cheese? I'm, <laughs> I'm almost afraid to say it out loud that um, it's time to challenge the establishment. The establishment in our country, in politics, in government, is rotten to the core. It is. And we need to, we, the people, are going to have to stand up or we're going to be had. Mark, when um, when we first started looking at doing this podcast about the 24 election, because both of us see how important it is, we saw what happened in 2016 when Donald Trump shocked the world because the world believed that it was a done deal. The Democrats had a lock on it. And the reason they thought that is because the liberal media told them that. And when Donald Trump won, I, I was estimating in my own head, I figure he he had 10 to 15 million more votes than Hillary had. Because it would take that many to come up with what they'd already done in yeah. terms of the damage that the Democrat Party had done to our election system. I believe he had to have that many more votes than she did for her him to win, even by the small margin they claimed, you know? Right. And the frustrating part of it is that you and I watched the established politicians on the left screaming impeach 45, making crap up. And now here we are. Um, he lasted four years. They got rid of him by stealing the election. And I think most people with wide open eyes and a healthy amount of skepticism towards the establishment would believe that. And yesterday something happened that totally proved how bad things are. And it was with YouTube. There was a montage video of, uh, all the Democrat elected officials who lost elections, challenging the vote, challenging the outcome of elections verbally yeah. on stage. Yeah. And, this montage uh, had been on YouTube for some while to prove that they're going after Donald Trump for something they themselves have done. Wow. And um, yesterday, YouTube announced it was demonetizing the video. Huh. Because it's not, it's just not fair. It's not true. And it's, I mean, that's, they gave the standard. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. So I, who are you going to believe me or your wow. lying ears and eyes when you see, yeah. you know, somebody challenge, they say the election was stolen or whatever. But they, they actually did that yesterday, Mark, and I'm, uh, I'm not shocked. I'm saddened by it. I'm yeah. saddened that they, the people that run things, believe that they're, again, the ends justifies the means. Mm. So people do the same thing Donald Trump has done, or he does the same thing as others have done, and yeah. he is facing prison while they're running for re-election or holding office. Yeah. Hillary Clinton spent two years every time she opened her mouth saying that the election was stolen from her. And that particular video... I think I've shared that video a few times yeah. myself. Yeah. So that's interesting. I think you they, uh, it to me. So you say they demonetized it, which means yeah. they can't make any 
more ad revenue off of it. Right. Is uh, Did they leave it up on the platform? Can it still be seen? I can't find it. But oh, I, didn't, so. I did not see where it had been taken down. I just can't find it. I'm not going to okay. say that, yeah. it was, you know, I'm. When you demonetize right. something, sometimes people, um, if they're if their living is made on YouTube yeah. on the platform, and they get something demonetized, they'll pull it down for the sake of their other stuff, so they don't have to, they don't lose all of that. Uh, right. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know about this one. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm looking through my stuff. Yeah. I'm glancing over here, looking through all my my stuff. I've got this huge library of stuff, and I'm looking in the and I know I have it in one of my pages of stuff over here. Right. But I. And I, I've got the Russia lies exposed. I've got because, you yeah. know, that was Russia, Russia, Russia for yes. for the entire Trump administration right. was Russia. The, everything was Russia. And oddly enough, now that we have another Democrat in office, it looks like we're on the verge of a war with Russia. Right. So it seems it like nice. they have to have a boogeyman, doesn't it? But always, always. It's always yeah, a boogeyman. You, you yeah. can find uh, the uh, you can find videos, montages of the Democrats denying uh, there are plenty I, I of bet you can. I bet that same video is over on Rumble as well. Yes. You know, I'm 16. Yeah. I imagine the Clinton campaign brought multiple post-election court it, cases, demanded yeah. recounts and ridiculously declared the election stolen by Russia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You remember that one? I do. That's what I Mark do. was just talking about. And, yeah. and, and by the way, um, yeah, she's not in jail. Or in the hospital. And she ought to be in yeah. one of the, she ought to be in the infirmary of a prison. That's where she ought to be right now. <laughs> um, you know, one Very thing, Mark, true. something yeah. that happened late last night, I, and I apologize for, I only, I had a long day yesterday, not feeling really good. And, yeah. but, you know, not being able to rest. And, you know, anyway, so t looking for ways to distract myself. One of the things that I saw was a Mitch McConnell video. Oh, where good yeah. old Mitch. Yeah. Where zoned he out again. again. Yeah. What yeah. is up with that, man? I, I, mean, I, I think he's having little strokes. Okay. I really do. Yeah. And, and I remember we we watched, I showed you, I sent mm -hmm. you the video yes. of the first one. I said, watch him closely. Yeah. And you could see yeah. that there's this look of fear in his eyes. Yeah. Like he, it's all of a sudden, it's like he just woke up and he's standing in front of a group of people. It's right. like that dream you have where suddenly, mm -hmm. bing, you're standing in front of a group of strangers and you're naked. It's just, right. you know, it's just like, it's, <laughs> he has that dream, but it's real life, except he's wearing clothes. And right. he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know who these people are. And it, it and the fear that grips him as, as, it, as the fog begins to clear. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just amazing. And that is, a, that is like a mini stroke, something, something I went through on a cruise a few wow. years ago, Man. got up one morning, had a dizzy spell sitting at breakfast, trying to figure out, okay, where am I? And where was I the last few days? And nothing was familiar. None of the places I'd been, I didn't recognize any of them. I'm trying to, rem you know, my memory is gone for the past several days. It's just gone. And I'm asking my wife, okay, where were we yesterday? Because I've got the app pulled up on my phone. And I'm looking at the itinerary, and I don't recognize the names of any of the places. It's like I've never seen them before. Wow. It's like, and I, it, I, pl I planned the cruise. Right. <laughs> so I, yeah. knew where, I knew all this stuff, right? But it was like I'm looking at the app, and I don't recognize the names wow. of these places we've right. been. And, 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 and. I ended up spending a day in the infirmary on the ship and they wanted to get rid of me. They, they wanted me off that boat. <laughs> oh, I bet they did. They really did. Were tried they like to get me to go to a helicopter? Try to get me to go to a Mexican uh, hospital because no. we were, we were in Cozumel at the time. They said, you should uh, check, you should get off the boat and go and get checked out at this hospital in Cozumel. And I'm thinking, 
a Mexican and, hospital. That's where we, you want me to go. Meanwhile, they're going, <laughs> I know we're scheduled to pull out a port at six. Get out of here. <laughs> the other, he hits dry land. They, the other option was to catch a flight home, which you can yeah. from Cozumel, but I, and, and I still haven't seen Cozumel. Haven't been there. Yeah. Wow. Saw it from the balcony of, of our uh, stateroom when we got through with that day. That was it, wow. you know, Man. but that whole thing, Mitch is, Mitch McConnell is going through that. And right. now they're talking about the possibility of him stepping down because uh, of his health. Yeah. But you know, Mark, if they actually seriously talk about that, and I mean, by they, I mean any opposing party. Now, the Republican Party can come to him, but I want to hear them say Fetterman has to go first. But yeah. before, I I don't like Mitch McConnell as a politician. He's a politician in the weakest sense. I don't like mm. him. I haven't liked him for a long time because he right. cares more about his party than he does about the people. And But beyond all that, if they want him to leave, I'll take him in one of his 30-second I'm silent and don't know where I am moments over Fetterman talking any day. Yeah, yeah. And yet they push Fetterman and allow They still, they stole. You're going to tell me the people of Pennsylvania really voted for that guy. Yeah. There's no way Mark really yeah. could you, even if you were a total party person, dude, you know, it's mm -hmm. no, that's yeah. no, I can't vote for this guy or his wife. You know, I, yeah. It, but I, you know I, what? It, Oh. And that was so obvious at the time. Yeah. It was just, we, we watched it happening thinking there's no way the people of Pennsylvania would vote this man into office right. in the condition he's in. They've, and they've seen got Dr. Him, Oz to vote for. And they had Dr. Oz, <laughs> which, you know, of course there was a huge anti-Oz campaign. Oh yeah. Just an amazing anti-Oz yeah. campaign in, in Pennsylvania. I'm surprised they didn't play the Islamophobe card on that one. Uh, yeah. They, you know, well, you know what? I, they may have in, in, in yeah, some circles, yeah. they may have. You know, but uh, the thing is that that it was so obvious that this guy Fetterman is not was not fit for office, still right. is not fit for office. Right. And now that he's in office, he shows up. He shows up from time to time in that in that hoodie and shorts right. in pictures. The man is a, a, an elected official on mm -hmm. the federal level. And he shows up. He shows up dressed like he's back home about to go to the gym. Right. I mean. What's wrong with the man besides the obvious? I mean, <laughs> a lot more than Mitch, Mitch McConnell. That's yeah, what I'll say. I, I think so. I think definitely so. But, All right. but well, still, there's that talk. All right. Mitch stepping down. And you know what? I, I don't like that talk, but yeah. I, if, if there weren't so many other examples of people that need to go, Mark, yeah. I probably would be more open to it. Yeah. It's just really frustrating, but I'm just, I'm watching, uh, I'll tell you what. I'll make a bet with you, Mark. If, <laughs> if the mayor of Miami doesn't get out of the race, okay, uh -oh. then we'll get rid of Mitch McConnell. Because um, Suarez well, has no... <laughs> well, guess what? Up next. <laughs> <laughs> Is the mayor of Miami still in the race or not? Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment... All things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our safety. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov.
You know, sometimes you really get freaky with that music, dude. I love it. I <laughs> really that do. whistling thing again. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very cool. I didn't you think know, it was. I just grabbed one out of the stack. Oh, it's uh, the one with the whistling again. <laughs> I love it. All right, Mark. Um, there was a president who was as corrupt as any we've ever had, and he served two terms. He presided over um, some really big things in the United States of America and around the world. He was welcomed into Paris as a world hero after the end of World War One. World War One had been going on for a while before the United States finally got into it. We looked at it, that's Europe four. And when it finally economically was hurting us, we got in and Woodrow Wilson was president and he led that charge. So we got in towards the end of it and took a lot of the credit, you know, for winning. Well, to be honest with you, we were. We were the reinforcements. We were the cavalry. We were the guys that came in when everybody else on our side, they were down and out. They didn't have the means to stand up anymore. Their legs were shaky. Their knees were weak, you know. And we can't, the United States gets into the fight and boom, a year and a half, what, 14 months. Anyway, so Woodrow Wilson is welcomed into Paris as a, as a hero. And that's when he shows up with this big plan, you know, of what he wants to do and how he wants to push this new uh, United Nations thing at the UN. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't, you know, all the things that didn't happen that he wanted to have happen. Yeah. And around the world, it looked pretty promising for him. <laughs> Not here at home. Because here at home, people knew the truth about him. They knew that he was the reason that our federal income tax was created and that he allowed a, a cabal of, of unknown un, to us private citizens to own the, the Federal Reserve that would now be paid to print money for us, for the United States. They had no reason to do that. We, could, we got the printers. <laughs> we, got, we got everything we need. It only takes one guy to run the press. We can print our own money. No, nah, I'm going to give it to these guys, and we're going to pay them for the privilege of them printing our money. They should be paying us, but we'll pay them. Anyway, Woodrow Wilson was that guy. The reason I bring him up is Woodrow Wilson had a stroke during his second term in office. And his wife at the time, he had, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember her name, but she was a, a, his first wife had passed away, and he remarried a, a Washington, D.C. socialite uh, while he was in the White House, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, anyway, wait a minute. Um, I'll have to look it up after we get done. But at any rate, his wife became the de facto president. People don't know this. You have to go back and look at Woodrow Wilson. And after he came home and after the Congress voted against him, he really went into a tailspin. He had a stroke and they said it was a minor stroke, but if you've ever watched the movie, Dave, yeah. Uh, all right where that minor stroke, he's, you know, they're like, they got him plugged into the wall just so they can harvest his organs <laughs> later on and they find a lookalike, right? Well, pretty much they did the same thing with Woodrow yeah. Wilson, but his wife controlled it all. She was very smart. She was mm-hmm. like, hey, well, the president is napping right now. He's not, he had a stomach ache. He's not, nobody saw him for the last <laughs> two years of his presidency pretty much. And wow. he died within a couple of years of leaving office. Mm-hmm. But in the last two years, we had our first female president. It was Woodrow Wilson's wife. She made all the decisions and she said it was coming from him. I mean, it's crazy when you look at what that Democrat party has done to Mm. the people of the United States of America, and they've gotten away with it for decades. That's that's really interesting because in, in that day, I would, I, I I can see getting away with that for 
a pretty long period of time because you don't have the internet. You don't have instant video available to everybody. You don't have every, everybody's carrying a camera on their phone. You know what I mean? You don't have uh, social media. You don't have the evening news. There was no, there's no television. There's, you don't have any of that. So something could be going on that nobody will ever find out about. And you could probably keep the subterfuge up for, for, well, as they did for a couple of years. Right. And today, we have a president who didn't run for office, who stayed in his basement, who they protected very carefully, who they've, uh, they, they script everything he says. And what, what we hear about this, the goofy stuff that we see happening is when he wanders off the script. Right. <laughs> so, right. And when his helpers say, no, 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 no. You know, the helpers are off, off stage pulling their hair out because he's no, please stay on the script. The teleprompter's <laughs> right there. Come on. <laughs> Don't call so-and-so out. He died three years ago. You know, they, <laughs> they, they got, you know, they're going crazy, but what a difference. What a difference. It's just amazing. And you bring, bringing up Woodrow Wilson. I remember several years ago when Glenn Beck, was first mm-hmm. getting into learning a lot about our nation's history. Right. And he came across Woodrow Wilson. Oh, my. And started studying Woodrow Wilson. Oh, and buddy. He, and, and he just spent, I don't know how many, how many hours he spent talking about how evil Woodrow yeah. Wilson actually was. Bad. Oh, horrible. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, when I look at this, Mark, it, the reason I looked into Woodrow Wilson, one, when I was a kid and I watched those PBS documentaries, World at War, remember yeah. those? Yeah. Um, it was a, an assemblage of footage and there was, and they had World War One. They still do. They had video, you know, film from World War One. It was not great, but it was there and it's all you had. And there was just interesting things. And when I was a kid in the early seventies, going to the Veterans Day Parade, there would be old guys walking, you know, they had served in world war one. Yeah. And I mean, granted they were old, but I remember, I remember the early seventies from the time I was just a little kid. I remember them marching because I remember asking my mom and my mom, she, my mom was so patriotic. She had tears in her eyes looking at these old men. And she said, son, don't, cause I said something. I was being funny cause I was a kid. I was the bad seed and all that. And <laughs> I probably picked on one of them for saying, you know, for having hair coming out his nose or whatever. Yeah. And she quickly shut that down and explained these were heroes that they went because their country asked them, told them to, she might've said, ask, (laughs) they don't ask when they draft you. (laughs) It's not really asking. It's like, you got two choices, show up for the physical or go to Canada. Okay. And, (laughs) and so anyway, uh, well, my mom loved Nixon too for a while. So (laughs) at any rate, I remember those world war one bets and I remember, you know, watching world at war and things like that and, and being fascinated with how we got into the war at the last possible moment, saved the day. And Woodrow Wilson on the world stage was huge, but he had already decimated. He was not just a pawn of the left. I believe he was an architect of a lot of the damage done because it it wasn't new. The federal, you know, the, um, the idea of a federal reserve printing our money, the, I, that idea had been bought since our inception. There were always these evil banker guys going, Hey, Whoever has the ability to print the money, they win. And yeah. Lincoln hated it so much. President yeah. Lincoln said, a nation's financial freedom is based on its creativity by being able to print money. Right. It's a creativity of finance that you can print money. You yeah. can also destroy money, you know, paper yeah. money. And I remember Thomas, Jeff- Thomas Jefferson said paper money was the ghost of money. So yeah. anyway, you look at it, go study Wilson, uh, uh, Woodrow mm. Wilson, and you'll find out that in the last two years of his presidency, 
He was paralyzed on, uh, I think, his left side. He was blind in yeah. one eye. Now, I'm thinking if he was paralyzed on the left, being blind in one eye, probably his right eye, might have balanced things out a little bit, you know? Like, yeah, as long as you're not <laughs> paralyzed and blind on the same side. <laughs> That's but right, yeah. Dude stayed well, in bed for two years, Mark. The only people that saw him, yeah. his wife and his doctor. That was yeah. it. And everybody yeah. else took care. She would go in there with legislation to sign. And it came back. It didn't look like a child's signature. It probably mm. should have looked like that. Yeah. But oddly enough, it yeah. came back a little different, a little more dainty. Like a woman tried to sign his name. A little more legible. Yeah, probably. Well, if you look at your history, Woodrow Wilson and FDR, two presidents who did more to ingrain progressivism into our culture and into our government than any two others, and probably did more to damage, well, not probably, they did more to damage our nation than any two presidents that we've ever had. But we were talking about somebody dropping out of the race before the break, right? One last thing. One no. last thing. This is where we I was headed with there. all that. We may Just not. one. One last. In 1920, Woodrow Wilson and his people, even though he was incapacitated for two years and couldn't even walk, couldn't, he wanted to run for a third term in 1920. Wow. Okay. They stepped in and said, you can't. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he actually really did try. He was, he had, he had enough faculties. He, the people around him wanted to use him to wow. hold on to that office. So Fetterman's yeah. not the first incapacitated person. It's just Fetterman's being seen out in public where Woodrow Wilson wasn't. Yeah. So I'm just and, throwing that and, out there. So, you know, and Fetterman's not well, and Fetterman probably if uh, truth be told, if he could be paid for doing something else that just required him to sit at home in his, uh, mm -hmm. in his loungewear, he'd right. be doing that, but yeah. he knows he's getting paid and getting paid handsomely because the, uh, the Democrats, the Democrat Party, realized that you just tell him anything and he'll do it. Right. Because he's he's just another puppet on the left is well, what he is. One of the interesting parts about when Wilson wanted that third term, his inner circle did, the Democrat Party said no. They liked his, a lot of policies and things like that. They were like, no, no, no. You can't. And the reason they didn't, the reason they didn't allow him that third run is they had a guy at the time who was Secretary of the Navy who was looking at his own political career and knew a third run by Woodrow Wilson would be a problem. And that was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Ding. He was Secretary of the Navy in 1920. All right. Now, yeah. on and to And how many terms did he serve? Uh, he actually, you know, he won four, he won four elections. Yeah. Uh, he died in April right. after he was inaugurated in March in 45 right. for his right. fourth term. So, yeah, four yeah. terms. So, four terms. And as soon as he was gone, Congress passed a restriction on the number of terms a president could serve. Because right. we're never, we're not letting this happen ever again. No, yeah. ever, ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. Okay, right. back to Miami. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez suspended his White House campaign Tuesday, a week after he failed to qualify for the first Republican presidential nomination debate. Suarez, percent of the American people said he, he was in the race. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> he was the only uh, major Latino contender for the GOP nomination. He's the first Republican presidential candidate to drop out of the 2024 race. He says, I've decided to suspend my campaign for president. My commitment to making this a better nation for every American remains. Um, he said in his statement that he will continue to amplify the voices of the Hispanic community, the fastest growing voting group in the country. By the way, the but the voting group, which is quickly leaning further and further right by the mm -hmm. day, 
just yeah. like the black community is. Mm-hmm. Um, the left has taken Hispanics for granted for far too long, and it's no surprise that many are finding a home in America's conservative movement. Our party, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, yeah. he's out of the race. He said uh, he's actually he said earlier um, that if he couldn't qualify for that particular showdown in Milwaukee, the, the, the debate, you probably shouldn't stay in the race. <laughs> well, he didn't qualify, so he's not in the race. <laughs> and the thing is, is he, the fact that he didn't drop out immediately, that, yeah. you know, the pa- local paper in Miami was like, what, dude, really? Yeah, it took him <laughs> a week. you were going to do it. Yeah. 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 It took him a week. He should have, the next day, he should have yeah. just said, yeah. As soon as well, he didn't qualify, is it, yeah. you know what, I didn't, I didn't match, I hate that, but you know what, gang, we tried, we gave right. it a good shot. Nobody yeah. knows who I am. Nobody cares about Miami Vice anymore. There you go. I mean, all you had to do is look at how they, when they did the reboot of the movie of the TV show, nobody <laughs> went to see the movie. Come on. We don't care. Well, what about Larry Elder? That's what I'm wondering is that oh. he didn't make it. He sued to get on this. He actually sued to stop the debate from happening. Of course that failed. And, uh, I haven't heard much from him except, you know, he's just been out there making, you know, making points with people, but he's. I haven't heard much with him. Larry's brilliant. I like Larry Elder, but he is. There's but. there's a certain time where you got to realize that if I keep pushing this, I am I am coming dangerously close to becoming the next Pat Paulson. You know, it's <laughs> just true. a certain point where you realize you're no longer going to be taken seriously, dude. It's been four years. Time to run for office again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's and that's pretty much. It. Kate, you know what? I don't have the money for new posters this year. Just change the date. <laughs> Change the year. As a matter of fact, if we get no one's printed up, stop putting the date of the election on there. It's been four years. Time to be on the Tonight Show again. You know, oh yeah, there you go, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) So Larry Elder, if he continues down the path, is really, you know, bless his heart. I I like Larry Elder. I think he's a competent, quality guy. He's He's a brilliant man. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) he really is. He knows his stuff, and he he knows. One of the things that's important, the thing that's the most important about Larry Elder is he's a black man in the United States of America and he's successful without bowing to the leftist demands of him. Right. And he tells the truth. He tells the truth about what's going on with black people in America. And he tells them to their face like he did on the breakfast club with a Charlemagne, the God. And he's, he just tells them the truth. And he's, he points out, uh, he's in one thing I saw in one video I saw, he's pointing out, things that happened around a certain event. And I want to say, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something that the, the black community got all up in arms about. They were all just, everybody was just angry about this stuff happening. And he pointed out this person was the attorney general. This person was in charge in this city. This person was in charge of that. The president was a black man. Everybody in charge was black when this happened. And and the people, the, this woman that's on the, the Charlemagne, the God program keeps going at him and say, well, they still, they still didn't control the system. They right. still didn't control the system. And right. he points out every last person in the chain of command. Right. Controlling the system was black right. at the time. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> at one point she says, at one point she says that, well, they still didn't control the system. And he says, right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you, you know, that's the whole thing is like when you've bought into that mentality, when it's tough. Mm-hmm. When you believe certain things because you believe you, you've heard them for years yeah, by people you respect in your community. And I'm not just talking about in your physical community. I'm talking about in your, the sphere of influence. You know, you have plenty of other people on television, in politics that have been lying. Like yeah. for the life of me, I do not understand how Al Sharpton is not huh. in jail. Oh. 
Al Sharpton, who can't even spell respect, yeah. does not deserve any respect. Yet Al Sharpton yeah. has been a rabble rouser. He has caused people, he's caused riots. He's caused people to die. He got his reverend when he was eight years old at a church. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, and he was the original, not the original. He was the copycat Huggy Bear because yeah. it was after Beretta had Huggy Bear or whatever it was, <laughs> in, you know, Starskin Hudge, whatever TV show the 70s had Huggy Bear. Al Sharpton dressed like Huggy Bear in the 1980s, yeah. the early 80s, when he was trying to finagle a cocaine deal with professional fighting and yeah. got busted. Look it up. You can and then became the, a rat. You can find the video of Al Sharpton walking the streets in some sort of a protest oh. wearing that velour yeah. uh, workout gear, the velour sweatsuit. Oh, oh. And it's just like, Al. Yep. Of course, he weighed three times as much then as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, what diet did he go on? Or... <laughs> or, or, well, or who is he running from <laughs> i know he hasn't paid taxes he owes millions well, of back that's taxes. the other thing yeah the thing is but how is it possible he can owe all that money and back taxes yeah. yet he's on television making money but if you and i have owe back taxes we end up going to you know pete rose went to prison okay yeah pete yeah. rose went to prison over not over back well granted you know what he went to prison for was not paying taxes on gambling earnings that oh. was part of it yet. So there you go. That was part of the problem. Well, the thing is that Al Sharpton's just got a lot yeah. of respect. R-E-S-P-I-C-T. That's what he's got. <laughs> oh, my God, Mark. Stop. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge. Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing. Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You know, it's the Mark and Mac Show podcast where our entire goal in life seems to be playing really cool weird music i love that i you know i think i'm getting hooked on this i'm gonna try to remix right. it this weekend okay, so um, it was a mistake i shouldn't have pulled that one i like it i it's it's a look happy mistake dude i'm okay with that um donald trump had some advice for uh vivek ramaswamy did you see this yesterday no i didn't and well i'm gonna be very honest with you and mark and i told you about this we said that we both like Vivek. We didn't know who he was when yeah. we started. We're like, who, how do you say his name? Um, and then <laughs> say my name. We learned and he became the, the first newcomer, the bright light. Hey, this guy got to pay attention. And then Mark goes, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I think I found some things we might really want to pay attention might to here. Look at his book and see what yeah. he said about a few things. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe if the world had read Mein Kampf, it wouldn't have been such a shock when, the night of the when the night of knives or whatever it was called, Christopher, yeah. when yeah. the night of long knives took place in Germany. If we just right. read Mein Kampf, we would have seen it. But yeah. I'm not suggesting that Ramaswamy is the next Hitler. I'm saying that he wrote a book. There's a lot of stuff in it that you and I would go, yeah. no, we don't like this. Right. Um, yeah. But 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 Trump, I will say this. I will say this. President Trump also believes some things. He did some things. He said some things. 
you know, in his mm-hmm. past. That oh, when yeah. he, it's kind of when the when it, you actually have to put those shoes on and yep. walk that path, you realize those things can't apply, right? right? And, he, yeah. and he did the right things. And in spite of the fact that he might have said the wrong things for years, right. he did the right things. I think so. And that's the important thing. Well, Donald Trump offers advice to Ramaswamy. And yes. it is this. It's on Fox right now, on Fox.com. And he says, be a little bit careful with what you say so you aren't controversial. Hmm. He's giving this guy a lot of great advice in one sentence. Yeah. It's the thing that when you have a book that people can hold against you, okay, you cannot deny saying it. You cannot say you were taken out. It's your book. You weren't taken out of context. You wrote that book. So now you have to admit that at the time you believed it, if you don't, if you really and truly believe in it, stay with it, you know, stay the course, fight for what you believe in. But if you did believe in something 10 years ago, that now you really don't see the its merit or you feel differently about it, correct yourself Mm -hmm. on the record saying, yeah, I was right. I wasn't right then. I was wrong, but at the time I thought I was right. Because the old thing of if you're not a liberal when you're 20, you have no heart. If you're still liberal when you're 40, you have no brain. Uh, That's the whole thing. You just admit to growing and say, I just made a mistake. But I think it's very interesting because, uh, uh, you know, Trump did this interview with Tucker Carlson. Right. uh, On the night of the debate. And uh, I was I've I've looked on social media and a lot of people said, hey, that was boring. He, the the, mm-hmm. the interview was really boring. He didn't he didn't answer anything. Um, I watched a couple of people, and I, I've referred to them before, the, the the two women who used to work in Indianapolis on on the air. Uh, they call themselves chicks chicks on the right. They've right. got a web. They've had a political website for somewhere between fifteen and twenty years now. They mm-hmm. they've been politically active for a long time, and now they do everything. Well, they do this basically. They do a video podcast every day. They do a live feed every day. And um, they were complaining about him not answering questions. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Tucker asked him, uh, are you afraid of being uh, assassinated? And uh, and Trump didn't answer the question directly. He just basically said, yeah, it's a tough time right now. People, you know, a lot of people are angry, things like that. He didn't answer the question. And there were other things that he just didn't answer the question. Hmm. And they were upset about that. He should have answered the question. And, I, and it hit me. No, he shouldn't have. He, he really should not have answered those questions because if he did within moments all across social media and news sites around the world, there would have been people saying Trump lives in fear of assassination. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Trump, Trump uh, had Trump can't sleep for worrying about this or about mm-hmm. that. If he had answered any of those emotional questions, that would have made those two women happy. Right. Then the next day, that's all the talking heads would have been talking about is how, right. how unsure of everything Trump is. He lives in right. fear of this. He lives in fear of that. Yeah. Good point. Good yeah. point. All so right, Mark, it's, it makes sense that he would tell Ramaswamy, watch what you say. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. think he's also looking at his own. I do think that Trump on the outside says, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to win. Whatever. But I think mm-hmm. Trump understands that he, he's going to have to make a choice between do I fight lawsuits for the next several years? Uh, do I end up having <laughs> yeah. to get my mugshot taken over and over again until people are tired of it? Um, or do I just <laughs> go into the sunset? I am in my senior year and maybe just be a commentator about things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he's going to have to decide that soon. And uh, yeah. because they're not going to let him rest, they're not going to allow Trump, Donald Trump to be anything he wants anymore on a, on a political stage. But I do think he's suggesting to Ramaswamy something very powerful. And yep. very important, do not do as I have done. Learn from me. Learn from what they've done to me. 
yeah. and go from there. Now, yeah. a judge comparing the January 6th attack that Trump has been uh, dumped on over. Yeah, yeah. But comparing it with 9-11 and the Boston Marathon bombing, right? Yeah. What judge, judge did that? That was uh, U.S. Judge Tanya Chutkin. She's ah. reported, reportedly compared the January 6th Capitol riot to the 9-11 attacks and the Boston Marathon bombing. She did this on Monday when she questioned the need for a long delay before President Trump's trial in Washington, D.C. She reportedly made her remarks in deciding to set the trial date at March 4th of 2024. That's the day before Super Tuesday, the most important day of the 2024 presidential election in which wow. Trump is the leading Republican candidate. In dismissing the request of Trump's attorneys for a later trial date that would push the case past the 2024 election and allow them more time to review millions of documents of possible evidence, Chutkin reportedly said, according to the preceding transcript, the trial will start in three will start three years. Well, I forgot what that was. <laughs> she won't let him do it, though. The trial yeah. will start three years, one month and 27 days after the events of January 6, 2021. The trial involving the Boston Marathon bombing began less than two years after the events. The trial involving Zacharias Masawi Mas uh, wow. uh, uh, for his role in the September 11th attacks was set to begin one year after the attacks. But due to continuances, appeals, and voluminous discovery, uh, it actually began about four years later. Now, Judge Chutkin, who was appointed by President Barack Obama and donated to his presidential campaigns, has been criticized as politically biased. She's also uh, suggested in a previous case that Trump ought to be in prison. All right. Now, Mark, just that alone. Yeah. Is enough to say this judge cannot hear this case. Right. I mean, that's really all you need. Now, if it moves forward, what do we do? This is the problem I have with this because for so long we had a direct idea of what to do. But now again, do you believe in the United States of America or not? We, we actually, I hate to say we got to keep calling her representative. I sound like an old guy. Dave, call your representative. I remember when I was a young guy and I would talk about things that really frustrated me with what was going on. Yeah. And I had this elder guy who I did look up to and he said, call your representative. You, know, you get it, mail him a letter, tell him what you're thinking. And I remember thinking then, you old idiot. Hey, <laughs> one letter, really? You know, and yeah. every time I feel like I'm saying that now, I feel that like I've become that old guy who actually yeah. believes that even though the entire system has proven to be a fraud, there are only a few good people left. And I'm thinking I should contact my guy. I know my guy. Yeah. I went to him with evidence of a fraud taking place and he did nothing. He could yeah. have, and he did nothing. And it was the mm -hmm. biggest thing ever. And he did nothing now could be, he just didn't believe what I was showing him. He could, yeah. it could be that he thought you're nuts. I am not. And that's a hey, very possible. However, show anybody this, this judge that is hearing his case is doing this. And this is yeah. what she has done. I want a new judge. That's all we need. Yeah. I, instead, look, get Huey Lewis in the Huey Lewis in the news can record a new song. I want a new judge. Take it even further. A new venue. Get it out of Washington D.C. It has to be out of Washington D.C. because mm -hmm. Trump will never get a fair hearing in Washington D.C. because <clears throat> the population is the the vast, overwhelming majority. They're Democrats. They're leftists. The judicial system. They're all leftists. Everybody in D.C. is against Donald Trump. There's no way that he can have a jury of his peers. Right. There's no way that he can have a fair trial 
there can be no law, no justice, real justice done in Washington, D.C. because it is so heavily biased against anybody that isn't a leftist. So they need to change where it's happening. Yeah, not going to happen, but I agree with you. Yeah. And none, of, none of what should happen is going to happen because the fix is in. Impeach yeah. 45. Can't get him now. We'll get him later. Impeach 45. <laughs> all it is. And I'm tired of it, Mark. I'm yeah. so tired of it. There's got to be is. something. If we can't, again, if we cannot on the biggest thing, on the biggest stage, at what point Donald Trump is going to have to take the Dave Mack advice? Yes, I did. And here's, it, you know what? Stand up, run ads. And talk about the Democrat Party. Talk about Nancy Pelosi and how she went from a net worth of eleven point six million to thirty nine million in in eighteen months. Yeah. Talk about what she did. Go on the offensive on all these sitting duck people like Maxine Waters. Show, right. Impeach forty five. Here's how she has raped and pillaged her district. You know, yeah. she doesn't even. I, I don't think she lives in her district. I think she has a house that she built that's like a mansion, but it's right mm-hmm. outside her. I think I could be really wrong. That's why I've never really said it out loud. Yeah but she doesn't represent her district. How can you, when you haven't lived in your district for decades, okay, how can you represent it? It would be like if I said I wanted to represent Orange County, California. Now, I haven't lived there in 40, 50 years. Right. But I, I, because I've been away. Maxine Waters has been away for 30 years, Mm. 40 years. I mean, she was elected in the early 90s, maybe later. Anyway. She's been away that long. How can she represent the people of Hawthorne, of Lawndale, Glendale? How can she represent those people that are so diverse, every ethnicity equally represented from white to Hispanic to Asian, all about 20% and then others below that? Average income lower than $30,000 a year Mm. in Southern California. And Mm. that's who she represents, Mark. Think about that for a minute. And you realize we've all been had. If Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters and all the rest of these people can continue. Joe Biden can continue mm-hmm. in office. Bernie, well, we got a break, but I will tell you this. We've got to find a way to even the score and end this game so we can move on to the next game, Mark. Yeah, you're right. And I guess that means that'll do it for us for the day. Be sure to go by markandmagshow.com. Check out the show notes. Get in touch with us there. There are lots of ways to get in touch. And we'll see you tomorrow. We never walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head.